everybody, my name is Brian Wenger and welcome to episode 23 of the Small Bees Kaizen podcast. So this is the place where we like to just share ideas for the small business owner, the entrepreneur out there and give them some inspiration to pick up one or two tips, advice that will make a difference to their business. So haven't been on air for some time, took a little bit of a break, but I uh, want to say how do you get a uh, podcast that receives 500,000 downloads? This is the question I'm going to be asking to my guest today. So joining me today is uh, Kelvin Newman. Kelvin Newman is the lead expert on the Internet Marketing Podcast, which is UK's most popular internet marketing podcast, which is, like I said, has been downloaded over half a million times. In addition, Kelvin is also the creative director of Site Visibility, which is uh, UK's leading search engine marketing and optimization agency. Um, he's also an author. So, so many things I want to pick out from Kelvin. So, Kelvin, first and foremost, man, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here, Brian. Look forward to it. Fantastic. So, let's just start there right from the top. Okay. And to do that, you know, I want just my guest to take a listen to a little clip, which I've become so familiar with. I listen to this every single week. Internet marketing. No doubt this will be so familiar with you. <laughs> so yeah, I just I know that music well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So let's just start off from there, Kelvin. What does it take to get half a million people, sorry, yeah, half a million downloads um, for your podcast? What does it really take? Well, I mean, I think that there's there's a number of factors that's been responsible for um, our podcast success, and um, I mean, one of those is you know um, you know sticking with it, which I know sounds um, a bit crazy, but the fact yeah. is we you know we're up we've, we've done uh, we've been doing it over five years now, mm-hmm. um, getting up to a hundred episodes, uh, no, well over a hundred episodes, sorry, yeah, um, and 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 a big part of that that's a big part of it is that it's kind of we're we're consistent and predictable, which always helps, mm-hmm. but there's also the 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 trying to produce the best possible content that you can trying to understand what it is that makes the the audience of your podcast different to the audiences of other podcasts what's their similar pain points what's their similar dilemmas what problems are they trying to solve by Mm -hmm. listening to your podcast understanding that and then consistently delivering that type of content that that they're going to do very well there as well and i I think what also helps us out a bit as well is that we kind of mix the format up a bit so we rotate formats as well so we'll have episodes which are q and a's which really seem to do us uh, the power of good because we can kind of answer specific questions that our, our audience have um but also things like interviews as well so we can kind of mm-hmm. do a bit of piggybacking on you know other people's profiles and their audiences as well and you know just you know varying that content i think does us a few favors as well and it's, it's just kind of we were early which mm-hmm. helped sure. uh, but it's just about trying to produce the best possible thing that you can with a very clear idea of, of what it is you want to produce and who the audience is for that if, if there's any kind of uncertainty uncertainty or vagueness in in that kind of idea behind the, the podcast you'll, mm-hmm. you'll find it harder to, to to build up that kind of audience there and i think that goes for you know pretty much all marketing of any products or any services it's about a clear idea of who the audience is and then execution and follow through of um you know what that audience wants 
Absolutely. I think that's um, definitely spot on the money. I just want to pick on one of the points you mentioned that you, when you vary up the uh, approaches or the content type like interviews, you mentioned that. And I just want to pick um, just three of the guests you've had. I mean, for me, when I look at the internet marketing in general, I mean, names like uh, Seth Godin and Tim yeah. Ferriss and Jacob Nielsen. I mean, these are really the gurus of internet marketing. And you, you've interviewed each of these uh, uh, you know, big-time internet marketers. I just want to ask you the question, what did you learn yourself personally from speaking to these very influential guys and how would you, uh, how has that changed the way you, you, you approach your, your, your kind of business in, in any way, yeah. if any? Yeah. Well, I think the, the the first thing that, you know, was apparent from it is initially I, I didn't, you know, with a lot of these people, I weren't sure that when I approached them that they'd say yes. But I thought, well, what's the worst that could happen? You know, if I send them an email and ask for an interview, what's the worst that could happen? They don't reply or they reply back saying, no, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm not possible to see that. That's not really hurt me in any way, shape or form. Sure. So as soon as I kind of got over that, um, got over that sense that actually um, – these are just really normal people at the mm. end. Um, you know, it takes away some of that starstruckness that I kind of had probably initially when I'm kind of getting into this business. So I think that's, and that's a really interesting lesson that I took away is that actually ultimately all these people you might look up to, mm-hmm. all these people who you might respect their opinions and really value their, their approach. Ultimately, they're just people like me and you and exactly. like all your listeners. Yeah. So once you understand that, that means that then you can approach them in a very different way. And it also kind of stops you being, um, what's the, uh, the word really? I suppose sometimes you can think, oh, there's all these amazing people out there. I'm not quite as amazing as them. I could never do as good a job as, as these people at what it is they do. And mm-hmm. once you realize they're just, you know, you could bump into them anywhere. It, it kind of settles you down and makes you realize, actually, I, I can do as jo- uh, good a job as they can, which uh, I think isn't an interest. It's kind of as a general rule of speaking to all these people who I really respect and value their opinion and realizing, actually, you know, they're normal guys, they're normal uh, women. I, I, I could be like them. I can do as good a work as they do. I can uh, be as impressive as, as them as well. Sure. Sure. So which then leads me, Calvin, just before we leave this subject of, of your podcast, just one last thing here. So when we talk internet marketing in general, um, and, and here, you know, some of my listeners may just hear of the term, maybe it's a, a new term to them, but to m- most people, you know, when you hear internet marketing, you, you associate this with these um, kind of like um, get-rich-quick uh, schemes or, um, you know, people teaching people how to make money online and, and, and that kind of thing. And your, yours is completely the opposite of that. This is genuine, real content. But having said that, there is still a lot of that, um, you know, making money, teaching people how to make money on the internet today. What is really the state of the internet marketing, the way you see it? And, and you know, is, is there still uh, trust in it going forward? Mm. I mean, it's tricky because it does seem to be that one of the easiest ways to make money online is telling people how to make money online, True. which means that you have this weird sort of world of, bloggers that kind of exist selling info products that tell you how to sell info products and that's not the world that we operate within you know i work for an agency and we work for real proper businesses some of them big some of them small some of them kind of in between Mm -hmm. and and that's where i think actually most people really are um you know internet marketing is about making good businesses a little bit better Mm -hmm. um and i think that there's you know 
there's there's a there's quite a big divide between those that are kind of existing just to kind of make money online and those that are actually to help real businesses mm-hmm. uh, make money. But what I would say is I would tend, you know, there are some great information products, there's some great online courses out there. But actually, I would tend to go with the people who give their content away for free. Mm-hmm. You learn that you can trust them. They don't. They're not doing a tough sell. You know, there are some podcasts out there that do very well, but essentially all that they are is an upsell to, you know, um, a, an information course. And then actually look at the kind of people who either run real businesses mm-hmm. um, that promote real companies and see what they've got to say, um, or people who kind of have more conventional, traditional, you know, books sure. or talk at conferences or, or that type of thing. They're the people I tend to respect mm-hmm. the most. Yeah, and you tend to do a lot of that yourself. I mean, Kelvin, the, just the internet podcast and the kind of, uh, I mean, your internet marketing podcast and the kind of content, which is all free, 100% free. In addition, you also wrote um, a, a, a link-building book, Becoming a Clockwork Pirate, which you also gave away for free. So the question is, you know, why free? I mean, what, what do you get in return? Well, I mean, for us, it's, as an internet marketing agency, it's just a really good way for me to demonstrate that I know what I'm talking about and therefore mm. um, the team who I work with know what they're talking about and therefore if you're looking for those types of services, you should come to us. Mm. Now, that's not there. That's not That wouldn't work for everyone. You know, if I was a, um, a publishing company, I wouldn't be able to do give content away for free in that same way. But mm. it's worked very, very well for us. I mean, uh, probably... I don't know, 60 to 70% of our um, leads that come into the business that turn mm-hmm. into into contracts that we work on um, have had some kind of interaction with the podcast or something that's happened as a consequence of the podcast because mm-hmm. it's amazing the kind of cascade effect that you get. So I wrote mm-hmm. the book, that helped me get speaking gigs and that those speaking gigs I bump into people who then are looking for work. You know, it's, quite, it's very difficult to, you know, isolate which was the the vital step in it yeah but you you know i know that if i were to stop doing one or two of these things that i do that we would you know my profile would drop we'd get less business and it'd be that much harder to kind of grow and um, find new customers to work with exactly I, I think i get the sense of exactly what you're talking about it's it's a part of your whole mix of you know how, how your leads virtually uh, eventually evolve into uh, prospects fantastic now, and I think that's an approach that works for lots of businesses, even if it's not services as well. If you can mm. show your customers that they can trust you and that you know what you're talking about, you'll find it a lot easier to sell whatever it is that you're selling. That's so true. That is so true. Right. Kelvin, I just want to talk about now um, coming back to my small business uh, owner, the small business listener. So typically, you know, uh, coffee shop owner here, um, maybe a small uh, bookshop here and there. And I want to talk social media. So the question I want to ask, uh, Kelvin, is do you really think the social media platforms, and I hear I just want to bring three, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, for the small business owner that I've just defined, who's the bulk of our listeners, should they be spending you know, time and or money investing in, in social media as part of their small business plan going forward? as opposed to spending that time generating sales, for instance, where, where do you really place the small business owner in relation to social media and how can they make the most, if they can, of, of that? Well, I, I think social media is really exciting because it can be quite cost-effective in that mm. all it takes is time 
generally sure. speaking. Um, not that you should underestimate the value of time, particularly if you're a small business owner, you're probably tight. Time is the thing you have the least of exactly. um, in many cases. <laughs> exactly. But presuming that you have that time, social media can, can be a really good means of generating greater awareness and therefore greater, you know, opportunity for selling. Um, now, what I would say is that the, you know, if they're saying, well, should I do it? The simple thing to do is if you are that kind of bricks and mortar store, you have customers coming in when you're having your kind of daily conversation with them or your weekly conversation, ask them, do you use social media? First question, yes or no. And if it's a no, if you get a lot of no's, then maybe you're not worth doing it. Mm-hmm. They do say yes. You say, okay, well, which ones do you use? Do you, do you use Twitter? Do you use LinkedIn? Because quite often you'll find that companies spend a lot of time setting up a Twitter profile and like only 5-10% of their customers even use that service. So mm-hmm. that will have been a waste of their time. So mm-hmm. if you've got the two questions that you wanted from there, then ask them a third question. Which businesses have have you seen have done a good job on that network promoting to you? And once you've done that, look at what they're doing and then try and take inspiration from that. Um, and you might well find that they say, yes, I do use social media. Yes, I use one of those networks. Then say, oh, I've never seen a business do a good job on it from there. And then you've got to ask, actually, well, if, if no one else can do a good job promoting to my customers on, on social media, um, would I be able to do a good job? And you might well be able to, but it's often easier if you if you can see people and take inspiration from them. You don't want to copy them, but you want to learn from what it is that they've done successfully. And if there's no examples of that, you've then got to put quite a lot more thinking time into getting social media right. And therefore, it might be that much more difficult to to get the kind of results that will justify small business owners spending their time and effort on it. Absolutely. Fantastic. I think this was so, so great. I mean, there were some real nuggets there for me. I just took down the three questions that I just want to repeat because this is exactly the kind of tips and <laughs> hints that you are implementable even today so uh, what Kelvin just mentioned here is the three questions you want to find out is um, first of all do you use uh, social media so you're asking your customers who are either walking through the door or you're interacting with them via email whatever Um, then you also want to find out if you do which ones do you use Um, and then third question is which business have you seen that you know is using that particular medium really well and then you want to model and take inspiration from that Fantastic advice there, Kelvin. Thanks for that. So just sticking with that Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the small business, if you were to choose one, which one would it be and why? Um, I, I, I think in most cases, um, Facebook tends to work well, mm-hmm. mainly because more people use it statistically. You know, they've got the bigger user base, the user base of the of the free, free that you mentioned there. Yeah. But also quite often, like what I say business owners tend to be most familiar with it. So therefore understand how it works. So take to it that much more naturally. If you don't already have a Twitter account and are trying to set up a business Twitter account, there'll be a kind of a learning curve there as you Mm -hmm. kind of get yourself familiar with it. And the same with LinkedIn. If you're not using it personally, you'll find it harder to navigate, harder to know the conventions of how people use it. And for that reason, Facebook tends to do quite well on that, that sense as well. Mm -hmm. It's, also, it's a probably a little bit easier to get your head round how to use it as well because um, you know it. You, you, it's, it's a bit more like building a little website, if you see what I mean. Whereas mm-hmm. Twitter is about having a, having very much a conversation, so exactly. it can often be easier in that sense. And you know, if you were to ask, you know go back to those questions we we're talking about, the second question there, I think for pretty much every business, if they were to ask their customers which of those three social networks do they use, I think you'll find in pretty much every case Facebook will be the most popular without a shadow of a doubt. So therefore, you know, go where 
you know, fish where the fishes are for, you know, to, to use a, an old cliche there. Exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Kelvin, I also know that you, you very much love your uh, media in general, and I think that's what you studied uh, at, mm. at, at Varsity, right? Uh, you're very much into screencasts and, and videos and obviously podcasts. Would some of these media types be something that our small business owners should also be considering, um, you know, in, in today's world where a lot of people may have like more smartphones where they can, you know, Mm. Uh, literally surf uh, from anywhere, iPads and this kind of thing. So is video, uh, maybe podcast, also part of the marketing mix that the small business owner should be considering? Well, I, I think, yeah, you need to be realistic about how people work. So certain people favor content in certain forms, right? Certain people like to read, certain people like to listen, mm-hmm. certain people like to watch. Um, and if your customers fall into one of those categories and you're only doing one of those, you're only communicating with them, written forms or you're only communicating with them in video you're missing a trick on that sense there and Mm. like you say everyone's got a smartphone that can do a pretty reasonable job of producing some video and people the the reason people don't is because they're scared and i understand why they're scared and why they're nervous that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. Uh, but what i would say is do it and just don't publish the first one try a couple of videos try a couple of podcasts and don't worry about you know do them for yourself and once you've done a couple, you'll feel a lot more comfortable doing it. And then you can produce something that would go out externally. And don't feel that if, to produce a podcast, you need to spend a lot on equipment. You know, most laptops come with a built-in microphone. You can do a pretty reasonable job. Um, most, um, yeah, smartphones have a video um, setting that you can do simple video on. And actually prove that um, there's a demand from your customers for that type of content before spending a lot of money on it. You know, if you do a couple of quick videos on your iPhone and you get, you know, a nice response from your customers, then consider going out and buying a nice video camera or or hiring a video company to help you. And the Mm -hmm. same with podcasts as well. Fantastic. I think the lessons I'm picking up from here is, first of all, is it doesn't have to be expensive. You can do it pretty cheaply. Secondly Mm -hmm. is use encouraging my listeners to just go out there and do it, which is in itself probably the biggest obstacle. Most people think you have to start off with a perfect looking video or, or sounding audio, um, but it's not about that. I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I vouch to that because when I started, my very first podcast episode was for listening back, and I'm sure yours as well, if you listen it back. Yes, yeah, very much it, so. Exactly. It, it goes like that. No, that's great stuff. Now, Kelvin, I just want to move on now to something that um, <clears throat> my listeners always look forward to on, on each of, 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 of my um, episodes, and this is where we try and give them some real steps, next steps they can take in terms of changing their business around. What I want you to cover in the next couple of minutes, um, Kelvin, is what would you put down as the kind of key steps for an entrepreneur or a business which is currently not online, but they want to consider going online? And what would be some of the key considerations, prerequisites, and key steps in that process so kind of like bootstrapping on the internet for Mm. a small business owner Mm. well i think the first thing to do is to um really try and understand what your competitors are already doing and what you like about what they're doing and what you don't like about what some of them are doing so that would be my first step and i think simply understanding exactly who your competitors are online and how they might differ from your competitors offline is a real like if you don't do that then you could do everything else and you you could you could still come into problems so Mm -hmm. i would say spend a, a significant amount of time studying and trying to ascertain why they're doing well why they're not doing well 
what you like about their website, what you don't like about that website. Mm-hmm. Then the next step would be to try and if you know if you are trying to do it on a you know in a in a bootstrap way, you're trying mm-hmm. to do it on avoiding spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, go and look for the resources that will enable you to do that. I think there's pr- pretty much every skill that you could need to run a business online. Someone somewhere has shared advice on how to go about doing that and that's you know in podcasts um mm-hmm. in blog posts in questions in forums in you know um on social networks mm-hmm. so before war you know since you go oh i don't know how to set up a website mm-hmm. um you'll be able to find a podcast that show you exactly how to do that youtube videos that show you how to do that oh i don't know how to register a domain name you'll be able to find someone who can you know who's written about that oh i don't know um how to you know which content management system to choose all, all these types of questions that that every business would have to deal with when they're going online someone somewhere has probably already faced that challenge and shared their experience of how how they do that so i would say you know don't feel that if if, if you you won't know the answer to every question mm-hmm. right um but someone somewhere has faced that same question and has shared that with them, probably shared that with the world. So don't be afraid to kind of look and see what other people have done and learn from their experiences. And also be prepared that you will make mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, actually a mis- making a mistake, so you launch a website that, you know, doesn't really do anything the first time around, or you, you, you know, you write a blog that nobody responds to for, you know, the first six months, those things are going to happen. But in the process of them failing, you're learning about what does work. Um, mm-hmm. So don't expect everything you do to work. Some things won't. And don't expect everything to work straight away. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a bit of persistence can can help. But also know when if you're doing if you're doing a tactic, you're you're carrying out a certain type of work and it's not working out. Um, be prepared to kind of knock it on the head and say goodbye. Exactly. That's uh, some fantastic, fantastic practical steps there. And um, particularly like the fact that uh, you know don't expect everything to um, work immediately. So just in terms of that, I mean, how patient should should one be um i think it all comes down to how certain you are about project but Mm -hmm. i kind of had two contrasting ideas going on there one is the kind of whole idea of fail fast right which is you know to try and you know the only way you can test something is by doing it right um and actually procrastination is probably what causes most problems rather than actually doing something badly so there's there's that aspect of it as well but if something doesn't fail you need to stick with it for a while and, and bear in mind that in a lot of cases the the people that are most successful online isn't because they're the best mm-hmm. um, or that they got it right the first time is that they, they were persistent, they didn't give up and they put in the effort, which I'm sure is what most of your small business owners will find in business in general. It's not mm-hmm. always the best business ideas that do best. It's the business idea the you know, the entrepreneurs here have got spirit and hustle and, and all these types of things to kind of um give give business a proper go fantastic now kelvin just as i start to wrap up now i just got two more questions for you um the first one is you know um when we look at what's happened in the on the uh internet uh space there's been a lot of um activity obviously starting from when uh google beat microsoft to the search game and facebook beat google to the social media game and twitter beat facebook to the um instant messaging game where do you see the next big thing happening i know this is kind of a crystal ball question but you spend a lot of time on the internet you you meet a lot of influential pe- people mm. and uh, where do you personally think this is taking us to 
Well, I, I, I think I think mobile is the area that, you know, everyone says this is the year of mobile, and they've been saying that for as long as I've been in the internet. But genuinely speaking, I mean, I was at a conference a couple of days ago, at, you know, big UK retailers talking about, you know, 10 to 15% of their traffic coming from mobile phones, so 5 to 10% of their their revenue coming from mobile phones. And there's stats like that, that, you know, that that's, that's significant, right? Mm. That's significant opportunities there. And also the fact is that for a lot of these businesses, they don't have successful mobile websites there, which is crazy. So there's a huge amount of opportunity going on there as well. And I think what you'll see is you'll start to see specialist websites that only exist to serve, you know, mobile phone users, you know, so mm. kind of the kind of what's the, the best travel site for a mobile phone user. And that might be quite different from what's the best travel site from someone on a desktop. Um, and, you know, what's the best social network on a phone is very different to the best network on a laptop. Mm. So um, I think you'll definitely see um, some of those, you know, I can see that, you know, good mobile businesses are definitely going to do very well over the next two to three years, I would have thought. Fantastic. Now, Kelvin, just as a last question here, um, my listeners have listened to you for 30 minutes. They, they, they have a good feel of um, what, uh, what, what you're all about. And when they hit the stop button, when this podcast comes to the end, what one thing would you kind of want to motivate them to do? What would be your last kind of advice that you want to give that entrepreneur? Well, my, my first suggestion would be to go and try something, right? So if you, if you, if you don't have, a social media account on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. I would say go and set one up right now um, and spend maybe half an hour or so looking for people you know on those networks. Mm-hmm. And if you, so that's the first one. If you don't have a social media profile for yourself as an individual, go and set one of those up now. Mm-hmm. If you do have one of those profiles, what I would say is go and speak to someone on there who you, you haven't spoken to before so it might be someone you followed like a kind of a, a an inspirational you know like a, a blogger or a website owner who, who you really respect mm-hmm. respond to something they've just said so that would mm-hmm. be one thing to do um and if or if you do have you know it's a facebook profile it's mostly real friends have a look through there of someone you've not been in contact for a long period of time um who you know is doing interesting work wherever it is that they're working and just get in contact with them and just say hey how are you doing because i think that the kind of this it's about action and the action Absolutely. is set something up or start a conversation <laughs> with someone who you'd like to speak to. Fantastic. So guys, three really, really practical things that you can do straight after this interview uh, ends. So with that, Kelvin, I just want to say uh, thank you so much, man, for uh, taking the time out to share your uh, inspiration with, with my listeners. And um, I just want to also mention that if to, to get hold of Kelvin, um, you can follow him on Twitter. His uh, Twitter handle is at Kelvin Newman, all in one word. And uh, I'll also put links to the uh, Internet Marketing Podcast and you can start subscribing that either via iTunes or you can listen to it on your um, on your MP3 player or, or straight on the website itself. And um, so with that, man, I just want to say thank you so much and uh, all the best in your future endeavors, yeah? Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye, guys. <laughs> So there we have it. That's episode 23 there. Um, it's been a long wait, um, six months, but I'm sure you'll admit that it was well worth it. Calvin Newman, somebody I absolutely respect in terms of his knowledge about the 
internet space and i hope you took some inspiration out of that because i definitely came up with loads of implementable stuff that i can do straight away so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you want to catch more of these kind of uh, tips hints advice on what it is that you can do to turn your business around it's on the small bees kaizen podcast you can get us on itunes on uh, zoom or uh, right here on the website subscribe to our rss feed and yeah that way you make sure you never miss an episode so till next time have an inspired day Thank you.